I've had the privilege of being in and around banking for more than 50 years. Lots of changes during that time. We've gone from ledgers to laptops, typewriters to technology. One thing, however, remains the same. Banking is a people business, and I'll be talking with those people that make banking great here on Jack Rats with Modern Bankers. Hello, everybody. Hi, Bryn. Hi, Jack. So good to see you. Good to see you You've been too. on the road a lot. Yeah, yes, so you have been. Uh, you have be been here. traveling and honored and uh, well, well deserved, and uh, it's good. Good to see you. And you've been traveling and honored, well deserved. Good to see you. Well, it's been fun. <laughs> you know, I've been. Uh, I started my banking school's career in 1984, and I've had the privilege of working in 13 different schools, whether they're national or state or whatever. And I'm here at the Sales and Marketing School for Graduate School of Banking. And um, uh, I announced yesterday, and it was all over LinkedIn, and it was just a tremendous honor, uh, that I'm retiring from my banking schools after 39 years. Uh, and I'm going to really focus my energies on the modern banker and some other things. But it was amazing. They had a great, uh, great celebration. They all wore T-shirts, thanks to my good friend Tom Hirschberger. Uh, that I know Jack all across, and everybody surprised me with that. So it was great, and and I've had a chance to see my friend Lindsey Green and Mike Weir and uh, the the amazing Amber Farley, and we've got Eric Cook uh, here this afternoon. So it's been a wonderful week, Bryn. And uh, I've you know you know me, I'm kind of a humble guy, and it was it was yeah. a little overwhelming for me, but I really enjoyed it. I know today. We're going to talk about books, but I have two books that I, I, I'm reading that I thought would be of great benefit to our audience. The first one is Buyer First, and you know Carol Mahoney uh, really yeah. well, and yeah. she's written an amazing book. It's absolutely wonderful, and I'm sure you've read it too, Bryn. And the second one is The Power of Consistency by Weldon Long. And I heard about this book, and I saw Weldon on Larry Levine's uh, Selling from the Heart podcast. So I always kind of like to give a few extras, as you do, before we start a program. So, uh, and we have a great audience here today. So uh, I want to I want to get started with our program. And speaking of books, the topic today is uh, ebook content and how to use ebooks st to start conversations. So let's let's start there, Bryn. I know you do a lot of ebooks, and I'm still trying to understand it. But maybe we start at the foundational level. What's an ebook? So an ebook is uh, typically a list of of insights based on a topic. So you have a topic, and then you know ten ways to seven um, mistakes that right. And so it's a quick read. It should do a few things. It should absolutely highlight challenges and mistakes, and it should provide insights where people can start to learn things um, new that gets them thinking a little differently about their current situation. And then it it will lead to a solution. It's typically not a pitch book, right? It's not, hey, we help people do this, but here are some thoughts. And so traditionally, you and I might collaborate and do one, or maybe you do one on your own, but rarely do we go out to the world 
and use this ebook in a way to start trust-based conversations. And so, uh, you know, this is what we're, you know, really going to talk about today. I don't want to go too far ahead, but an ebook, it's usually very colorful. It's different than a white paper, which is very um, stale and factual. This usually has personality to it. Uh, it creates page turners, like I want to see the next thing. Uh, and ultimately, when we're choosing the topic, we have to be careful. Um, we don't want to choose a topic that we want to talk about. We want to choose a topic that they, that, you know, uh, that our buyers care about, that our customers care about. And, you know, I, I'm just going to share a quick example of, uh, it was a wealth manager that I spoke with yesterday in, and um, she focuses on the LGBTQ plus community. And we started to talk, okay, so what are some of the things that your buyers care about? And she said, tax strategies and long-term care. And I go, mm, no, what do they really care about? Forget what you do. What do they really care about? She said, investing in eco-friendly uh, retirement products. Um, making sure that their money is in funding um, a company that's anti-LGBTQ, right? And I, I said, okay, now you're talking. So when we do content, it's not going to be around tax strategies. When we do an ebook, it's going to be five ways to determine if what you're invested in aligns with your values. Okay. And all of a sudden, there's a moment of, oh, they'll care about that. Mm -hmm. so that's the difference in leading with our solution, which is tax strategies and long-term care, to leading to our solution. So uh, that was a little Bryn rants. You're rubbing off, Jeff. I love it. I love it. And and if you if you really think about this, you you mentioned a white paper. So there there's an infographic which is a, a kind of one pager that has a lot of graphics to it with a few facts. You get to a white paper that, as you mentioned, is a little stale. It's kind of bland many, many times. It's about one particular topic with a lot of research. And then I go on the far spectrum to an actual book that we talked about. It takes a long time to write. But this is a really timely kind of thing, Bryn. And I, I, I got I, I to do a shout out to our team for putting together the, the Modern Banker Public Library, where there are tons and tons of eBooks about the kinds of things that you're talking about here, Bryn. But you've talked about topics. So let's get right to the banking side of this. What are some topics that you believe bankers should consider writing uh, in their eBook? Uh, yeah, so, I, and I'm gonna say that it really, depends on your audience. So if you are a commercial banker who works with automotive manufacturers in the Detroit area, you have to find out what do they care about? What do they have insights about? Um, maybe it's around inventory control. Maybe it's around making sure they don't have too much cash invested in their inventory and it's sitting and they have access to inventory quickly when they get a big order. 
I don't know. I'm throwing that out there like randomly, right? But each banker needs to step back. So the banker may say, well, my prospect cares about a line of credit. They don't. They care about what that line of credit will do for their business. So we need to make sure that if we want them to engage, that we go that one step deeper. The money only matters when it brings us a solution, right? So we need to talk about what they care about, which you may think is the money, but it's really the solution. And that's a very hard concept for uh, bankers to um, really accept and think about because they, they have their solutions, they know their solutions, and they have goals. But we do need to kind of step back and put the product behind us when we do these ebooks. One of the things I'd love to know is what goes into an initial ebook that the prospects can maybe even add to. So that what you just said is the magic, right? We've got this ebook and it's great content, but we really want to start these trust-based conversations. We can do it post ebook or we can do it with the ebook. So now I'm going to stick with the banker in Detroit, right? The banker now creates this ebook, um, five ways to ensure that you have the right inventory for your cash flow. I don't, whatever that is, right? Um, and, you know, that you, and, and, or, you know, that you optimize inventory for cash flow. And they go through and maybe, Some of it is, you know, are you renting too much space? Is that the overhead to keep your inventory? Are there, you know, and I don't know this world. I really picked a subject I don't know that well. Um, But I know the banker side. It's the manufacturer side that I'm not that familiar with. But, you know, you get the concept. So now you have these five things. Okay, now I can publish this and send this to manufacturers. And they're going to say thank you but it's not necessarily going to start the conversation today. However, if you go out to your top 20 prospects, maybe you go to the CEO of these manufacturing companies and we say, Hey, we're putting out an ebook. We're reaching out to the top 10 manufacturing CEOs of car parts in Detroit, asking them, what are they doing to help to optimize inventory control? Uh, you know, and so that they can help our audience with their insights. If you're open, let me know. I'm happy to send a 15, a link for 15 minute conversation and I'll capture some of your insights. I'm sure it will bring great value to the community. Half of them will schedule. Really? Could you have gotten half of those CEOs on a call in any other way? Mm, Probably not. But CEOs, have two things. Number one, they want to provide value for their community. And number two, they want exposure, right? So this is a win-win. So now we get them on a call and I'm like, Jack, Mr. CEO of manufacturing company A in Detroit, Michigan, I'd love to run through this ebook with you. There are five points. Once we run through it, let me know which point would you like 
to add value to, or if you have another one, I'm open to that as well. So now we've positioned this and they're going, oh my gosh, I'm not doing that. You know, I do have a line of credit, but I'm not tapping it for inventory. This is interesting. And they go, oh, oh, we do this really, really well. Now do not bait and switch them. You are getting discovery. You are getting, make sure you're taking great notes. Um, maybe you have, you know, you put it in your CRM. After the book is published, we're going to follow up and we'll talk about what that looks like in a minute. But we have this great conversation with them. We now pull from the transcript, whether it's Microsoft Teams or Zoom, or maybe you're using something like a note taker like Sybil to, to take these notes. Yeah, you, if you're allowed to use ChatGPT to distill it down, fine. Otherwise, comb through the transcript. It won't take long to get that quote. Send it to them for approval. Thank you so much for the time. This is the quote that I'd like to use. If you'd like any changes, please let me know. We put the 10 people in the ebook. We now publish this ebook. We send it to them to promote to their world. And here's the kicker. That CEO, they may not be our primary buyer. There may be a CFO that we're working with, or maybe there's even procurement that we're working with. Okay. So now we take this and say, Ms. CFO, your CEO was quoted in our ebook. The tip, the strategy that he talked about is absolutely phenomenal. And I'm confident it's going to bring enormous value to our network. If you're interested, let me know. I'm happy to send that to you. So what does that do? Does the CFO ever say no? No. They want to see the ebook. Maybe they'll say, oh, CFO, CEO already sent it to me. It's fabulous. That's great too. But now they have this ebook. And guess what they're going to do? They're going to read it because their boss is quoted in it. Guess what that also does? That creates credibility. In their eyes, their boss vetted us as a bank. They're working with us, even if it's not our bank. Obviously, our CEO has a relationship with this bank. If he's willing to spend time and put a quote in and get that exposure. So when we reach out to that CFO a week or two later, we are much more likely to get a conversation. Now, last thing I know I'm going on and on. I'm, I love this so much, Jack. So. The last thing is now we have all of these interesting insights that we got from the discovery and we reach back out to the CEO, Jack, thank you so much for the time that you put in. Your, your strategy that's included in the ebook is going to bring enormous value to my network or to the community. I think community is better than my network, but to the community. I hope you don't mind when we were chatting. I heard you say this. And I've been thinking about it. And I have a couple of ideas I'd love to run by you. Mm -hmm. If you're open, let's set up another call. And now we didn't breach any trust. We didn't bait and switch. It's, you know, I've been thinking about our conversation and I'm asking permission. If you're open, I'd love to kind of throw some of these ideas by you. 
And all you have now built that credibility, that trust, the rapport. And they're like, wow, she's been thinking about me. <laughs> about that challenge that I happened to briefly mention. Imagine if I banked with her, how much she'd spend thinking about me and my challenges. Yeah. And why isn't my bank doing this kind of thing for me. So it really does open a lot of doors. Well, you've given me lots of thought and fodder for conversations with you and questions today. So here I am at the sales and marketing school. And one of the things that marketers always want to do is to get to the C-suite. And one of the ways for them to do that is to do things like this, to collaborate with their commercial officers. Because one of the things, and I'm going to ask you a question about this a little bit later, is about the graphics. Because the, you, you, you do the interviews and then you have to have somebody lay it out. Well, to me, that's where marketing can be a, a great partner. Now, you've brought up a couple of really good ideas. Let me add to that. Yes. So a couple of days ago, the June uh, Federal Reserve numbers came out. For the first time in history, since they've been doing this uh, quarterly, deposits declined in banks, 4.8%. In the large banks, they went down 30%. Every bank is looking for deposits. Now, you could go out to every business in your community and say, do you have some deposits for me? Well, that's not going to work. But what if you did some interviews with these CEOs and CFOs and you said, yeah, I'm, I'm doing some interviews about how businesses are managing their cash more effectively in these last couple of years. And so now you go in through that door and what does that do? It opens an opportunity for your treasury management specialist, and it does all the same things that Bryn talked about. Now, two more things. So let's get creative here. I love going to CEOs and CFOs, but in, in a lot of businesses, the gatekeeper controls everything. So how about you call five to 10 gatekeepers prospects and say, you know, I, I'm thinking about doing an ebook about five things gatekeepers to, can do to manage their boss more effectively, manage the office more efficiently. Would you mind? Now, when was the last time a gatekeeper got a call from a banker asking them to be honored in this way? So that's great. So now you do all the same things. One more. If I'm in a vertical, if I do a vertical, we have some bankers at school and I work with a lot of bankers that are in verticals. So not-for-profits, uh, distribution, and one is medical. So it could be veterinarians, it could be chiropractors, doctors, et cetera. Who runs those offices? The office manager does. So how about you call the office managers and say, I'm writing an ebook for office managers in the medical space about how to manage the office more effectively. Would you be interested in an interview? Now, again, like the gatekeepers, these people are silent heroes. And now you're going to honor them by doing this. Bryn, I can't imagine anybody saying no. And number one, not you've that's number one. And number two, you've created a bond with that with that gatekeeper slash office manager that's going to open doors for you forever. Jack, you're a genius. Yeah. That's a that that's amazing. <laughs> Bankers, listen, listen to the man. 
He knows what he's talking about. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. 51 years of doing this and experience. And, uh, and you know what, I think it's really helped me that I was a marketing director at a bank and I teach at a lot of schools and, and things like that. So I do get a lot of ideas from my, from my clients. Well, I love this interview approach, Bryn. Um, 50, it sounds like 15 minutes, pretty short on Zoom. But help me, you introduced me to a new tool that you're using called Sybil. Because one of the things that I, I, I know we're going to hear from bankers is, I don't have time to do this. I don't have time to do the interview, let alone listen back to it and get the quotes. Sybil can help, Bryn. It sounds like it's a fairly new tool. Oh my gosh. I, I will tell you, it's absolutely incredibly magic. And if anyone's interested in trying it, reach out to me. I can get you two weeks for free. But it's um, it's a tool that comes into your Microsoft Teams meeting or your, your Zoom meeting. And it, it's a note taker, right? So we've seen a lot of those note takers. Otter has one. But what I love, there's a few things I love about Sybil. One of them is it gives you the full transcript, but it also will recap. And it has been 100% accurate in the recap, which absolutely blows my mind. Bryn's next steps, Jack's next steps. But it will also give you the video outside. Even if you didn't record on Zoom or Microsoft Teams, it's recording the video. It tells you when they're smiling or nodding or when they're talking. So you can quickly go to the section you're like, okay, that's that's good. That was good. You can clip the video and get the transcript just from that clip. Like it just makes it so simple and it's searchable. So if you're like, okay, when he said this word, where is it in the transcript? So you don't have to take a ton of notes. And quite honestly, I don't think there's anything more powerful right now. You could do Zoom and transcript and you have to download it. This literally is right there. You just log in and you have a dashboard. You click on it. It's all there. And it's searchable. And I, I'm just blown away by this tool. So we've just recently signed up. I did my two weeks free. Jack and I decided today we're going all in, right? And, uh, um, and I'm just really excited because I think this is a tool that can help bankers in lots of different ways. The last thing I want to mention that it does is when you there's a button that you click on and it recaps and creates an email so it'll say jack i enjoyed talking with you today about x y and z below is a recap of our conversation if there's anything i missed please let me know recap send it right from there it's just magic well i love conversation recaps and i've taught it for years but it's always a challenge to transfer the notes into uh, uh you don't have to do it anymore now remember this is a when you do this virtually and 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 one of the really neat things about this is it does allow you to go back and look at certain sections around this um and it doesn't sound like it costs very much at all so if you want some more information on that talk to Bryn I want to go back to the ebooks because I want to talk yeah. about what what you do so well when we want to put ebooks together and that's using Canvas for graphics, because I think one of the, the powers of the ebook is that it's short in terms of copy, but it, but it's powerful with these quotes that we're talking about. 
but there's also some graphics around it that makes it easier for people to manipulate through. Yeah. So Canva, it, you know, it's one of our go-to uh, every day. I mean, we have a full-time graphics person working for us that just does this all day long for us and for our clients. Um, and, and Canva makes it simple. So you can actually create one template or have marketing create one template that everyone can use um, that has brands or, you know, there are, there are tons of templates that you can choose from and then just change it to your bank colors, whatever it is. What's amazing is it's a drag and drop tool. You do not need to be very good at anything to actually use this. Now, Jack, you're great at technology, but on Canva, our team set up a couple of templates mm -hmm. that all you have to do is every week go in and add another quote and it's done. The templates are done. It's modern bankerized. Is that, yeah. You know, right. And so it's just simple for you to go in and do that. So, and that's what I mean. Like marketing can set up templates for eBooks, for content that make it very simple for bankers to use. This particular outreach project, either your marketing team can help, or if you're like, my marketing doesn't support this kind of work, we do this for our clients. So feel free to reach out to Jack or myself and we can talk. Yeah, we, we really can. Let's, let's wrap this up by talking about the final step here. And you've kind of alluded to it a little bit, but let's get very specific. So now I've got the book. I've, I've done my interviews. Uh, I've worked with marketing and put together. It really looks nice graphically. And now I want to get it out there. Talk about how to get it out there and then what to do with it. Yeah. So, so there's a few ways. Obviously, we want to post it and you can post it on all your social media sites. It doesn't just have to be LinkedIn. Um, I recommend that you post it uh, alongside of um, a down your website, right? Like so that you can capture leads from it. Uh, if you have Sales Navigator as a bank, up, have each of your, your reps uploaded into a smart link and then share that with you know, with strategic people, both inside of your prospects company and even other folks that value from the insights that are in, inside of this ebook. And then smart links will tell you who's looking at it, who's downloading it. Um, we had one situation, this was a little while ago, but it was pretty awesome where we sent out a, a small proposal for a company they kind of ghosted me for a little while. And then about six months later, all of a sudden, three or four people inside of the company, they were looking at the proposal that we sent. So if it's an ebook, maybe they don't look at it today, but maybe in six months, they're like, hey, we're having inventory problems. I want to take a look at this, right? And, and so these are triggers that it's time to start a conversation with them. I just think, Smart Links is an incredibly powerful tool. Again, if you're if you have Sales Navigator as a bank and you're not leveraging Smart Links, reach out to us. We're happy to walk you through 15 minutes. It'll change your prospecting forever. Um, but getting it in the inbox, right? Like that's really important too. So now I reach out to the 10 people that were not quoted because they didn't respond. And I say, you know, Fred, um, 
I had mentioned a couple months back that we we're putting together together an ebook. I'm sorry you weren't able to uh, contribute. However, we are doing another one next quarter. If you're interested, let me know. We'd love to get your insights. In the meantime, I thought I'd offer if you want to see the ebook, I'm happy to send that to you. Absolutely. And and I think one of the fewest one of the poorest uses of when, when you put a post together is that send button. Because when you have the send button, you can send this off to your first degree connection. So let's say you have other manufacturing CEOs or CFOs that you that you didn't reach through your post. You can send them a personalized message along with that ebook um, and, and just let it lay there. This is not yeah. you know, pitching. This is just let it lay there and let's see what happens. I got a question yesterday about, well, how long before I should follow up and ask them if they want uh, to do coffee? My answer is, look, let it lay there for a little while. Then maybe you invite them to an economic forum or you send them something on a podcast. Give them a few shots, soften them up, and then there might be a time when you can reach out and do this, Brent. Vote on a poll. That's always a one-click easy one. Absolutely. Yeah. And then, Absolutely. so if you have an economic forum coming up, create a poll around the topic. Ask them, what is your number one priority when it comes to, or your number one concern when it comes to 2024 and banking, whatever that is, right? Just make sure it aligns with the economic forum. And whatever they answer, it doesn't matter. I noticed this was important to you. This is going to be covered in our economic forum. If you're interested, let me know. I'm happy to have you come as my guest. So, you know, it's, it's it's some and bank some bankers will say, "Well, that's a lot of work." Well, cold calling 50 companies a day is a lot more work. And you're coming in at a very low level of credibility. When we build rapport and relationships this way, we're starting trust-based conversations at a, with a high level of credibility and a likelihood that they will want to come to the forum and they will take our call when the time is right. And this is all about slowing down your outreach by sp to speed up your partnerships. And if, if you are a desperate banker that has nothing in the pipeline, this is probably not going to work for you. But if you've got, if you are, you have current clients, you have some referrals coming in, and you're just looking to top this off and help a few more clients, this is a great long-term strategy to do. And by the way, as we as we end, and I know you have a couple of final comments, uh, th this has got to be a long-term thing. This can't be. I'm going to do one ebook and go away. Once you start this. It can create a tremendous flywheel. So don't start and stop. It's not a direct mail piece. It's not a, a, a sales contest. This is a lifestyle change. And when you do it, you'll find it'll work for you long-term, Brent. I love this. Yeah, I mean, we have some clients that do one a month, every month, right? Because, and, and you know, um, I'm working on, we haven't done this yet, but we're working on an ebook where all the salespeople, all the business development people are going out and getting quotes for one ebook. So, and it, you know, it's, it's, uh, we'll, we'll see if it's just too many quotes. We're going to, we're playing with it. But what's nice is you can have one ebook and have your entire.
entire team left content to start conference their prospects. Awesome. Great program today, Bryn. I know you're traveling next week and we're probably going to do some recording or uh, yeah. do a best of, but uh, in a couple of weeks, we'll be back live. Great show today. And if I don't see you, safe travels uh, next week to Arizona and to Florida. Yeah, thank you so much. I'm uh, looking forward to that, but I will miss you. <laughs> Great to see you. All thanks right. so much. Well, thanks, everyone. We really enjoy having you join us. Jack Rants with Bryn and Jack Rants. So um, we are everywhere now. We're on iHeartRadio, on Apple, on Spotify, on where else are we? Um, well, we have a yeah. YouTube channel now, Bryn, so that's kind of cool. Yeah, go follow us everywhere. Uh, we would love to have you subscribe. So until next time, thanks, Jack. See you. Thanks for joining us for Jack Rants with Bryn, brought to you by our good friends at Vertical IQ and RelPro. We're live on LinkedIn every Thursday at noon Eastern time, helping bankers turn connections into conversations. Don't miss an episode. Visit themodernbanker.com slash TMB podcast. Leave us a review if you would. You can also listen to this program and the new Jack Rants with Modern Bankers on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and iHeartRadio. We're on YouTube as well. Subscribe at youtube.com slash at The Modern Banker. Finally, don't forget, make today and every day a great client day. Thank you.